All right, welcome Grace Point to our Thursday night broadcast and uh, welcome in. We were talking about uh, righteousness in our last message and we actually had a technical difficulty. So if I come in at, and, and repeat myself to something that I've already said or if I start kind of too far along, we're not exactly sure. We had a couple of our videos drop out. So just bear with us if it's repetitive or if I start further along than where I left off. But we were talking about righteousness. We were talking about the, the human heart and our relationship to God. Father, open our minds and our hearts to the Word. Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation as we study tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. All right, I'm going to go ahead and read, um, starting with verse 6. Well, no, let's say, uh, let's start with, I'll start with verse... Eight, these people will draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, and their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said, Hear and understand, not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man, but that which comes out of the mouth. And it says, the disciples came and says, Do you not know? that the Pharisees were offended when they heard these sayings. And Jesus answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Okay, so we were talking about works righteousness and faith righteousness. And the problem with the scribes and the Pharisees is they thought they were different than the regular sinner because they were obeying the law. And in fact, they were adding a lot of, there's already 600 and some laws. They were adding laws and they were outdoing one another. They were wearing long, the long robes and they had the phylacteries and they, they made this outer show of righteousness and they thought they were superior. It's kind of like the parable of the publican and the Pharisee. The publican uh, said, man, he knew he was a sinner and he said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And God poured out mercy on him. But then the Pharisees said, well, I tithe, I do this, I do that. They had all these, uh, of course, the law of Moses, but also their own traditions. And they thought they were righteous. And they weren't righteous. The problem is that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The problem is because of Adam's transgression, all men have been born into sin. And consequently, all men sin. So, Every man needs a physician. But the scribes and Pharisees, they didn't think they needed a physician, so Jesus was of no, no good to them. If you don't know you're lost, or if you have self-righteousness, you don't know that you need Jesus. And so they were in opposition to Jesus. He was a threat to them because they were establishing an outer kingdom and an outer religion and an outer righteousness, and Jesus was getting into the heart of the matter. Okay, where real righteousness comes from. He was saying, hey, it isn't what you eat or drink that defiles you. It's what comes out of the heart. And the whole basis of salvation in the new covenant is being born again and God giving us a new spirit. And then with that new spirit, writing his law into our hearts and into our minds. You know, that spirit we have is the spirit of Christ, right? And the spirit of Christ is holy, 
righteous and just. That spirit of Christ in you is trustworthy. That's why Paul says, walk in the spirit. This is in Galatians 5.16. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? So when you're born again, God does an inside job. Our spirits are born again. Christ, in fact, comes to live inside of us, and we can walk after the Spirit. When we walk after the Spirit, flip over to Hebrews chapter 8. When we walk in the Spirit, God writes His law in our hearts. And He puts His law in our minds. I look at the heart as being the meeting place between your spirit and your mind. I really believe the will is involved in your heart. I know there's some overlap there, and people use heart for spirit sometimes, and sometimes they'll use heart for mind. There's some overlap. But I, I always consider the Greek word cardiae is that meeting place between your spirit and your mind. James said that the, uh, he warned people not to be double-minded. I think the actual Greek is two-souled, to have two souls. Have your mind with one opinion, and then you have your spirit with another, and they're in conflict. Uh, I know David prayed. He said, Lord, unite my heart within me. So when we're born again, we walk after the Spirit. We're allowing, uh, Paul says in Ephesians 4, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So we're allowing the Word to transform us and to renew our minds so that God, by the Word and by the Spirit, is writing His law in our mind and putting it in our hearts when we are born again. And that's exactly what He promised to do. In Hebrews 8, he said, verse 10, This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. So until we're born again, until we're saved, until our sins are washed away and we receive this new nature, it's not going to do any good. We can stuff the law in our mind and in, 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 in our, to try to stuff it in our heart. And we can walk after God to a degree, but because we have a sinful nature, we're always going to come short. The only way, even in the old, there were people that walked after a law of righteousness in the Old Testament, but the only way truly to be righteous and pure before God is to be born again, right? That's why you always see everybody in the Old Testament had always failed. And even Paul in Romans 7, this is really important, Paul's talking about the law, even though Paul kept all of the outer instruction in the law. He said, regarding the law, I was blameless. That's in Philippians 3. I was completely blameless. I didn't break the law. And yet you get a little glimpse and insight in Romans 7 that even though on the outside you're doing everything right and you know, you're not committing adultery and you're not lying and you're not stealing... And yet the commandment, thou shalt not covet, came. And Paul said that commandment, thou shalt not covet, he could not change his heart. Yeah, he could conform outwardly, but he found this problem that he couldn't change his heart. And coveting, coveting is a heart issue. Yeah, Jesus said, hey, yeah, fine, you may not be committing adultery, but you are lusting after women, where? In your heart. So on the outside, you look good. You look really good. But on the inside, you're full of sin. That's why, guys, 
you married man, you know, looking at pornography and stuff, you're committing adultery. And the Bible says, whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Doesn't it say that in Hebrews? Whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. When you're looking at those women, you're committing adultery. And the problem is in your heart. You've got a heart problem. You need to be set free. You may even be born again and saved, but you're allowing your flesh to dominate you. You're not allowing the law of the spirit of life that's in you to reign in you and to roll in you. You're allowing your flesh to dominate you and you're being brought into bondage, right? Well, as a Christian, you've been set free from that and you can walk in freedom. Paul was saying as a man under law, and said, man, I had a heart problem and there was nothing I could do about it because no matter how much I tried to change my heart, I could not. And that's what Jesus was getting at, the heart. Now, an honest response under the old covenant was the publican that said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And they approached God as a sinner apart from God, and God was merciful when they admitted their sins. He gave them grace and mercy every single time. He gave them mercy. And then look for your Messiah to bring freedom to you. So, you know, I'm going to end right there. I just want to encourage you. God is after a heart righteousness. And when you're born again and your spirit is born again in the image of God, Christ now lives in you and you can walk in the spirit. You can be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You can be transformed, uh, uh, you, you know, in your thinking and in your mind. You can walk in the spirit and obey God. Okay, this is the great beauty of our salvation in the Lord. We've been brought out of the old written code and we've been brought into the spirit where God puts the spirit of his word the spirit of his son, and even the spirit of his law in our hearts. Let's don't receive the grace of God in vain.